Welcome to the Freelance Ads Club podcast with me, your host, Aggie Maroney. Whether you're a seasoned freelance ads manager or just thinking about taking the leap into self-employment, this podcast is for you. Every week, I'll be releasing a bite-sized episode. I'll be sharing mistakes I've made and lessons I've learned from my own freelance business. I'll be showcasing some of the amazingly talented freelancers in the Freelance Ads Club. And I also will be speaking to some incredible guests who will generously be sharing their knowledge with us to help us keep updated with industry trends. And I really hope that after listening to this podcast, you'll come away full of confidence on how to win great clients, how to charge correctly, and most importantly, retain those dream clients so that you build a successful and sustainable business. Hello, and welcome to episode 13 of the Freelance Ads Club podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about the easiest way that I generate leads for my business. Now, for me, there is no easy way per se that works to generate leads. It is a lot of different things that contribute to it. But I think that there are some things that I do that do help me generate leads for my business. So I wanted to talk through it today. And I also wanted to talk about the worst advice I've ever had, (laughs) because it ties into this. If I'd listened to that piece of advice, I would have missed out on so much work. So first of all, I want to take a step back and go back to the very early, dark, dark days of my business. So again, referring back to one of my first episodes about my story, and I just feel like so much of these things you just kind of look back on and think, okay, that's how I've changed and tweaked and done different things when you look back and reflect on things. So that's why I'm kind of referring back to this now. So when I first found myself having to launch business, which if you haven't heard it already, I'm not going to go like repeat myself and go into too much detail, but I set myself up as a business. I think it was in February, 2020, because the dream or (laughs) the dream, the idea was that I would contract in-house at various businesses, agencies, doing digital marketing stuff. And that would give me the flexibility to work around my then two-year-old, he's now three and a half, how time flies. Was he one? No, he was just one. He just turned one. So I set myself up as um, a limited company so that I could, sort of boring stuff like in the UK, I could work through agencies and they'd be able to bill me and blah, 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 blah. So that admin side was set up. Then obviously the C word happened and we were plunged into a pandemic and I realized that no one was going to hire me and I had to start my own business. And I was like, shit, what am I going to do? To be honest, I was massively naive <laughs> when I was like, okay. And I had no choice at all. But I literally had no idea what was coming. And I learned very quickly that no one actually gives a shit about you. Um, that's the truth. When you when you're more established, you understand how it feels when you get people messaging you, like commenting, DMing, like, you know, outreach. And that's what I was doing, not in a spammy way, but, you know, 
I don't know, maybe I was a bit entitled. Like I thought, why? And maybe too, it's self-confident. <laughs> I don't know. But you just assume, I don't know what I was going through in my mind, actually, when I look back on it. But I don't know, just like, you know, expecting people to just be like, yeah, I need your, I need your services. I just, I didn't think it would be, there'd be that much resistance. I think as well, a lot came down to people's kind of frame of mind at the time. It was a very panicky time. People obviously worried about their loved ones. A lot of business owners were freaking out, thinking, oh my God, how am I going to survive this? A lot of freelancers as well didn't get any financial support, did they, during lockdowns, if they were new. I was in that situation. I didn't get a penny from the government to support me as I launched my new business. So it was a very tricky time anyway. And then there was little me on LinkedIn, like, hi, this is what I do. Tumbleweed. I was like, oh, okay, I I don't know what to do now. I don't know how I'm going to make money. Even though I had like a sales background, I had always worked in a corporate environment. So we had an established brand. We had marketing support. We had all our client relationships. When you're in sales in a big corporation, the name opens doors for you where you work and you will develop a network or your colleagues will have a network that they'll tap into for you because you have team targets and stuff like that. So it's a very different type of sales. And I've learned that when you're a freelancer, the type of selling you need to do is very different. Now, having spoken to different freelancers, everyone has their own style of selling and everyone has their own approach and what they're comfortable with. So I'm not saying that anything I'm sharing with you today is the way to do it. I honestly think that you will have your own flair for different things. I mean, I've heard of freelancers buying lists of leads and winning work that way by cold calling or they're not really cold calling the leads because they're warm leads, but they pay someone to do lead generation for them. Other people have a massive network from a career that they've already kind of left, a more established career, and and those people refer them work, so based on referrals. Other people are ninjas on social media, so they are able to build up their following and generate leads that way. Whatever your poison, whatever whatever your tactics are, and it works for you, I'm not going to poo-poo those. I love that phrase. I'm not going to like say they don't work because they do like they work for you. But the thing that I did when I was getting knocked back and I was just I was getting a bit panicky, to be honest. I was thinking I literally don't know how I'm going to get like leads or how I'm going to make money. I did have a very strong belief that it would work out eventually. Like I knew I was going to be okay. It was just really exhausting because you just feel like every door you knock on is a no. So I was looking around people around me who were more established. I was like, okay, so what are they doing? Like, what can I learn from them? I knew from my sales days that your network is your net worth. Okay, it's probably the biggest cliche ever. But the more people you know, and more importantly, who know of you. So the more people know you're there, the more money you're going to make. And I've seen it in my old career, in my current career. I've heard people, you know, making comments, but other people that are doing really well, that they don't believe are justified because they're not very good at what they do, but they're all very visible. And that is what it comes down to. So I was like, right, I need to decide what I'm going to do to make myself stand out. So there's the no like, and trust factor, right? So I need people to know me. So I started dabbling in LinkedIn, but I was honestly terrified of doing that. 
And being a career changer, I was so scared of what other people would think of me in my old networks. It's like very established financial people thinking, who does she think she is? And that was a massive mindset thing, which I have overcome now as I've become more confident in what I do. But that massively held me back from LinkedIn. So it's like, I'm going to go and hide on Instagram. (laughs) I'm going to go and hide on Facebook. So that's why I hung out for like the first year, well, maybe more like 18 months. And if you look in my on my Instagram feed and you see what I was posting in the early days, oh my God. If you if you listen to my previous episode about niching, about all the different things that I have said I do in the last two and a half years, you can pretty much track that on my Instagram feed because I've not deleted anything that I've posted. So if you want to see me before I had branding, before I was an ad specialist, all those things, go and have a laugh over there. So I was like, right, I need to be consistent on social media. And the fact that I was passionate about social media helped. So I was like, I need to learn Instagram. I'd literally never used Instagram before then because I'd never had to. I just thought it was a faff before. I'm not one of these people that uses it for personal use because I'm just, I never remember to take photos which is funny now that I think about it. So I had to teach myself Instagram, but, you know, I was using it for my work anyway. So it's like two birds and one stone. I'm using this for my clients and for myself. And a lot of people say I don't have time to post on social media. I have a kind of, I'm reluctant to agree. I mean, everyone's got busy times like really busy times and they have stuff that goes on outside of their business so things can get busy and you can drop the ball I would say you know if you drop the ball for a week or so because something happens your business won't collapse but I massively notice a difference in the amount of leads I get when I'm less active on social media now in the early days and this has changed now so I'm happy to share what I do now or maybe I'll save that for another episode. Oh, I don't know. I don't want to ramble on too long today. But I would be in bed, knocking together a Canva graphic, putting a quick uh, post together. And um, I had saved hashtags on my phone. I just copy and paste. And that'd be my post. And I, I tried to do that every day for at least six months. And when I started posting consistently, I landed my first client within like a month or so. And their comment was, I found you on so on, on Instagram and I was really impressed with your profile. Can you do that for me? I was like, okay, this is starting to work. This is good. Now I, I work with someone to produce graphics for me and I write 12 posts in a Trello board that they create the graphics for. And then I have a VA who schedules it for me. That keeps me consistent and that makes me kind of think about what I'm going to be talking about. But I honestly think getting branding done helped with this because it made it easier to create graphics because I knew what colours I was using, my fonts and the feel of what I wanted to share. And that saved me loads of time and indecision because I was like, right, I've got six colours to choose from. I've got two fonts and I like bold, simple things. So. I'm just going to, as long as it's like in the colours and the fonts and it's got some kind of message, it's going to be fine. Like I wasn't too worried or I didn't overthink it too much. And the thing about posting on the fly, which I know that every social media manager is going to be like, don't do that, (laughs) is you can literally just pull out something that happened to you that day. So 
what clients are my best inspiration as soon as I get a question I'm like oh okay that's good content or um, if something annoys me which happens quite frequently <laughs> that's content or if I notice over one month that the same thing comes up and up and up and up I will write something about it so that is how I started getting visible on Instagram I also started hanging out in different memberships on Facebook and different uh, groups in Facebook. I find my organic reach is awful on Facebook. So I don't tend to post in there, but I made loads of great connections in memberships with membership owners as well. Particularly, I did loads of um, training in membership groups. That's something I talk about in another episode about how to charge for things and I kind of started building up my network there because the one thing I I kind of really appreciated early on is that I was starting from scratch. I literally had no connections in marketing or with business owners that would be my potential clients. I didn't know anyone that was doing the same thing as me except for a couple of people I'd done various trainings with. I literally had zero to start with okay so I was like right I need to make connections I need to need to make myself known so I did the cliche thing and started observing in groups what people were talking about if people were looking for support with things I would throw my hat in the ring and by helping people for free in groups just by answering questions people started remembering me that I was the ads person so that takes time And it's not an easy win. And it's something that you do have to be committed to being present in. So pick a couple of groups where you know your ideal clients hang out. Do not start spamming in there and promoting yourself because you'll get kicked out of the group. But be a valued member of that group and add value and be helpful. And you are your brand if you're a freelancer. Like Be likeable and people will remember you. And as soon as they hear of someone that needs a thing that you you provide, they will recommend you. That's just the way it is. I landed my biggest client that I'm still working with. Is it two years now? No, just over a year I've been working with them now um, from a Facebook group. And I'm still in touch with the person that recommended me to them. Um, and we've referred each other work ever since. So it's really important not to overlook that. You really need to be thinking about how can I help others? And how how am I making myself known to as many people as possible? On LinkedIn, I finally got over it. <laughs> I had a power hour with someone last summer who zhuzhed up my profiles, which probably need, I do need to redo them. I haven't done them yet. Even though I committed to doing that during the How to Recession Proof Your Business episode, it's still on my to-do list. And it gave me more of a sense of like what what um features to use and I, I need an update really because so much has changed in a year um but at the beginning was it the end of the summer this year I decided to commit to posting on LinkedIn um at first it was every day now it's a, a lot more sporadic I try to do it every day but it's yesterday I posted twice which is quite rare but you know three times a week on LinkedIn I found is fine And I don't just post about ads. If you follow me on LinkedIn or are connected with me on LinkedIn, you probably noticed that. So I talk about things that are e-commerce relevant. So not necessarily ad specific, but things that my audience will be struggling with or trends in the e-commerce industry. That was actually a really good tip I got 
about my own content strategy that to it's kind of like the halo effect of your content so remember who you're talking to and it's content to support them which is like the golden rule of content strategy but you get lost in your own business sometimes don't you testimonials so people trust you and results how you react to people's comments on your posts is really important as well because that's an extension of your brand one thing I do and I'm happy to extend this to anyone else who's feeling nervous about posting on LinkedIn because they have a fear of trolls I've been trolled I think twice on LinkedIn um, and I have had very I'd say misogynistic comments on my posts and some chauvinistic comments definitely patronizing comments and a few mansplaining comments but if they get to me and I am really sensitive so it's literally like death by a thousand cuts when you get negative stuff on your um social media posts I tell my ads manager friends and they go and back me up in my comments Now, that is what you call having, like, a loyal gang behind you that have your back on social media. Now, I'm not saying you should have, like, an engagement pod where you go and like each other's posts, because we don't do that. But sometimes you just need someone to have your corner and to feel supported. So if you ever get trolled on LinkedIn, let me know, and I'll come and support you on there. (laughs) Probably shouldn't share that. I need a backup on LinkedIn, should I? But that's the truth. I, I'm just like a complete wuss. So being visu- visible on social media for me is an absolutely no-brainer. And lots of people say to me, how do you do it? Like, how are you always visible on, on social media? So I have support on Instagram with my graphics. I have a deadline every month. So I have to have those 12 posts written so that my VA and my content creator can get everything ready. Um, And then on LinkedIn, it is all on the fly. And I think that is why it's easier in a way on LinkedIn, because you can literally be in the queue in Sainsbury's and think, I need two lines to write on LinkedIn. It doesn't have to be war and peace. And it doesn't particularly need to be about ads. It can it can even be the fact that you're standing in a queue in Sainsbury's. I've seen loads of different things on there. But I also think, I can't remember who I was talking to now. I think it was one of my consultancy clients and she was saying, oh, I just started like doing some archery and, you know, and I was like, post it. I mean, people would love to know about that. Um, It's something different, isn't it? Because LinkedIn can get a bit dry and a bit intense sometimes. So if you've got something that is not intense or dry, it can really make you noticed. Also adding imagery like photos of yourself, which I know lots of people cringe about, but it does get people to know you videos of yourself just speaking to your camera so that's good another thing that I have started doing as well is I think it was earlier this year no last year I started building an email list and I think at the moment I've got about 600 people on it that are my ideal clients so e-commerce brands and I try and email them every week it doesn't always work so Probably haven't. Eaten. Well, I emailed them this week. Before that, it was probably a month ago. So <laughs> be as consistent as you can is my advice on that one. And I literally have my link to join my newsletter on my email signature. If people apply to work with me or they apply to have consultations with me, there's an option on there to opt in to my email list. It's on my Instagram. I sometimes push it on my LinkedIn, but probably not enough. 
Um, and I have run ads to my lead magnet and that's built up my email list as well. And I have made money from my email list. Not, not the amount that people say, oh, you'll make, you know, $40 for every dollar you spend or whatever. I haven't made that much. I don't think probably should run the numbers, but it's, I don't think it's been that much. But having an engaged audience really is the key to generating money when you don't have when you're having a lean month like thinking like what you can run as an offer and all that kind of stuff I just I think the thing that is really unsexy to say is for me lead generation is not a tap I know that there's loads of ads people that run ads saying oh you know we have this automated pipeline and we can sign as many clients as we want and all that kind of thing I actually don't think you should be signing as many clients as you want. I think you should be signing the right clients. And I think the ones that when you when you're looking to attract the right clients, it's not that you're going to be inundated with them. Like that you want the good quality ones to come when they're ready and you want to be ready for them when they come. And you don't want to have a situation where your pipeline is dry. So I have a Trello that I keep track of people that get in touch with me. I understand that they don't always sign straight away. I mean, one business I'm working with now, she contacted me on the Wednesday and she was signed and paid up by Friday. And that is so rare, like 48 hours inquiry to sign up. I mean, there's other brands that have been kind of dancing around me for months and I know they'll eventually come on board but they're bigger accounts and they've got more hoops to jump through. And it's not being, it's kind of not having that desperation that you need to have that person sign up with you so you can pay your mortgage that month. That That's the pipeline that you're kind of aiming for. And I know that's really difficult at the moment because lots of people are terminating contracts. Lots of people are like bringing the ads in-house which I honestly think will be a temporary measure, but that doesn't help in the short term. So I would, and this is just my take on it, try and be on social media every day because that is how people are going to get to remember you, especially now, like you have to be more visible now because there will be less people looking for what we do and it's the people that are visible that will win the work. So for me, just to summarise, make connections Make connections with people that aren't just your ideal client as well. So make connections and people in the Slack are doing this already, like with people that do what you do. And this is the advice I had, which is the worst advice ever. Don't connect with people that do the same as you. Why? Why is that advice? It's like the worst advice ever. I've had so many referrals from people that are ads managers that they, they don't like e-commerce. They don't like the business, you know. You know, there's all sorts of reasons. They're at capacity. There's so many reasons why people pass on work. But if people don't know about you and what you do, you'll, they'll never think of you when they need someone. Sometimes they just need someone to tag team for them. So the account's too big. I need to bring someone else on to help me, that kind of thing. So build your network in an authentic way. So make friends, basically, and be visible on social media. If you're building an email list, go to face-to-face networking if it's relevant for what you do. But I just think that don't just rely on one thing to get leads for your business. One thing that I'm developing now, and I'm sure I'll talk about this more in the future as well, is like what my mini offers can be. 
because people's budgets are smaller sometimes and they just need a quick solution rather than full management or a really long course. Sometimes they just need a tiny thing just to help them with one specific issue. So I would just have a review of all your offers as well and maybe how your messaging might need to change to reflect those new offers. I feel like I've been like jabbing on now. (laughs) Or jabbering, jabbing, jabbering, jabbering on. Um, about how I generate leads but it's never a quick thing for me a lot of it's a slow burn and it's because someone's clocked me and then they come to me when they need me and I find that's something that's really like different about ads you can't really force someone to do ads because they'll be a nightmare client because they won't understand what they've signed up for they usually expect instant results they're just going to be pain so in my experience the best ads clients are the ones that know the value of the ads and they know it takes time and that they trust you to take on the ads for them without micromanaging something they don't understand <laughs> let's face it it is a highly skilled job and unless you're doing it 24 7 you're really not up to speed on what is it was required so good luck out there everyone in generating leads um i am thinking of running um a short program on how to make sales for your business in q1 so keep your ears to the ground on that one i'll keep you posted as that becomes more of a firm plan um also let me know in the slack or send me a dm or however you want to contact me and let me know if you'd be interested in a mini sales program like that um and i will share what i'm thinking and we can tailor it to exactly what we think's needed And I can bring in some external people to support us on that as well. So um, if you're, that's where I'm going to wrap up today. So if you're a trained ads manager and you're looking for some community to help build your network and to support you as you grow your business, then you can apply to join us in the show notes. There's the link. And if you're an agency owner or a brand and you're looking for support for your projects and to grow your business, there's a link for you guys to apply as well. Um, and we can match make you with the best fit for your business so that's all for today I will speak to you next time 